Scott, I'll trade you this beer if you agree to dog sit Josie this weekend. Mm, nah, nah, nah. Uh, I'll, I'll dog sit Josie, but your attendance at trivia this week has to be in the deal. Okay, all right. Uh, how about a future conditional Tuesday night trivia and swap rights on your future firstborn child? You've got yourself a deal. Welcome to episode 43 of Wolves Cast, the protein pack show packed with protein. It's hosted by myself and my brother. I'm Neil. I'm sitting in the back corner of your bus. If I'm lucky, I'm Scott. Thanks for listening to the show, everybody. Yes, indeed, we're back. Love getting that back corner seat. Back, no, one, no one ever sits next to you. The back of the bus. That's, that's the best seat on the bus. If you look, next time you get on a bus, look in the back. Look in the back corner. <laughs> You're there. You might see me there. You're there. Probably, uh, what are you, you know, doing back there? You on my phone, you on your phone. Got a headphones on. Probably wearing a purple hoodie. <laughs> Those <laughs> are the signifying features. That's how you know it's Scott, right there. At least it's warming up a little bit on the bus, right? It's, it was a great week, and uh, <laughs> you know, I just got a little spoiled. The, co- the wind was a little colder today. I, I had like left my hat and my scarf at home because I was like, yeah, man, this is tropical weather we've been having this week, <laughs> and uh, it's a little chilly today. And you know, who knows what it'll be like tomorrow? We'll have to wait and see. Uh. Hey, uh, here's some uh, dated weather references to everybody. That's right. You're listening to this. You're like, yeah, yeah, guys, the weather. Good one. Good idea to talk about that on a podcast. That's all right. It'll come into play later. That's okay. I'm setting it up for later. Uh, Welcome to the show, everybody. uh, We're back, even though the Wolves are not quite back yet. We we don't take an all-star break. Yes, yes. So the all-star break happened last weekend. We did it last year, and the backlash was uh, frightening people, people were so mad oh it was overwhelming so uh we live to disappoint you they're like i need my I mean, wolves coverage whether there's wolves games or not i agree yeah. we've got a lot of fun in store <laughs> i wouldn't want to go for a week without doing this neil this is probably the most uh, talking i do like in the, compared to the rest of the week combined, yeah, yeah, except yeah, for trivia you get it all here yeah, 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 it, yeah anytime exactly. you're on the mic yeah anytime you're on right. the mic you just, just let it i just let save it i save all my bars for the mic it just flows out of you um yeah uh thanks for listening everybody this week on the show where we have uh we have lots of things to talk about we uh even though there was no games it's kind of a action-packed week we're going to talk about the nuggets game that ended out uh last week's uh run right we recorded before. early last week yeah we didn't talk about that one also trade deadline talk we're going to talk a little bit about the kevin garnett and kevin McHale nba tv interview um that aired uh this weekend uh touch a little bit on all-star weekend what it meant for the wolves we have a sponsor, a little fan fiction for you as well. Freaking fan fiction. Freaking fan fiction. Going to uh, make up some stories about Timberwolves players. Um, and then Wolfie's in game, of course. But first, Scott, we have some shout-outs. There have been many birthdays it's happening. Cra- it's a crazy month for birthdays. I had a birthday round at Trivia this week. Oh. And then I made a newsletter today, Pretty Good Goods. You probably got it because everyone's uh-huh, subscribing uh-huh. to Pretty Good Goods. You know that one. And uh, it was all based on birthdays as well. A lot of birthdays. A lot of famous so birthdays. George Washington wolves. was this okay, week. Yeah. Okay. A lot of big names. Uh, Handel's birthday was today. Oh. So the composer. He, yeah, he made the Hallelujah Chorus. Um, <laughs> but more importantly, some some birthdays close to the family. More relevant to this show. Let's start with yesterday's birthday, Jim Peterson. Mm. Shouts to Jim Pete. Happy birthday. I hope that your son got you a ticket to the Northwestern uh, basketball team's first entrance ever into the Big Ten, or I mean, not the Big Ten tournament, the NCAA March Madness tournament. Yeah, like, uh, the Big Ten it's tournament close. comes first. It's close. We'll see. Yeah. Where is the Big Ten tournament this year? <laughs> I don't know. I All get right. I get to attend my very first ba- uh, Gopher basketball game this this uh, this, uh, this weekend. Where it's at? gonna be great uh, at uh, at Williams. Is that oh, where they play? Yeah, yeah. So it's, here. Play, uh, play, it's, play, it's a very State. fun arena. Yeah, I've never been to a, a, a college basketball game. I don't think they call it the barn. Yeah, and it feels like a barn. I'm excited. It to feels go. a lot like a barn. I'm excited to go, but in the best way possible. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was Jim Pete's birthday. I think he's 55. Who the Gophers playing? I saw his son's Instagram. Uh, uh, like post about uh, Sanjay's post about Jim and um, he at the end of the post hashtag double nickel double nickel 55. hey <laughs> so I think that's 55 for our good our pal Jim Pete shouts to Jim Pete shouts to Jim the best in the biz and then today the double birthday forever two. entwined oh yeah we got Flip Saunders rest in peace would have been 62 today and we have Andrew Wiggins turning the double nickel or the double double the, 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 the double dime double dime Andrew Wiggs man 
Right, he's finally listening. Yeah, right. I think about that drop all the time. When I see some Wiggins do something, I'm like, shout to Drew Wiggs, man. Shout to Drew Wiggs, man. He's probably listening. <laughs> That's right. So. I, had to, I went through his trainer's like Twitter and Instagram to see if he came to Minnesota at any time over the past two weeks because Wiggins has been on fire lately, you know? <laughs> um, in fact, happy Hanlon, birthday. Hanlon works with lots of people. Bradley Beal, uh, Embiid. I, yeah, I got this stat from Hanlon. Uh, his Twitter account, Happy Birthday Drew Wiggs, it said. Shouts to Drew Wiggs. Shouts to Drew Wiggs. In the history of the NBA, only LeBron, Kevin Durant, and Melo have scored more points than Wiggins before their 22nd birthday. Wow. So, wow. Uh, you know, it's elite company right there. Oh my goodness, Andrew Wiggins can go! In yeah, fact, uh, if you go back to Wiggins' last 15 games, he's averaging 27.5 points a game, almost dang. four rebounds, three assists. It's been good. But it's, I, I was hoping that hopefully, like he was so hot going into the All Star break, back to back forty point games. I was hoping the All Star break doesn't cool him down. No, because he was on such a tear. Yeah, and uh, I'm not even sure if we talked about the Cavs game because we recorded on Wednesday. So I feel like I went home and watched the Cavs game afterwards. Yeah, and so I mean that's less notable because we got our butts beat. Oh no, we did talk about it. How LeBron yep. is just amazing, but like yeah. also half man, half amazing. Andrew Wiggins back to back forty point games. Yeah, and totally. trying on defense to a way that's slightly disturbing to me. Jumping, like he's is so he, is he jumping? He's so locked in. Yeah, he's jumping. Is he jumping out there? He's so locked in on defense right now that uh, it's like it does he has he not been trying before? You know, like I used to be one of those guys that's like it's hard to say whether he's trying. He's out there for forty minutes. He has to sit, conserve himself. He's going to be playing yeah. all these minutes, and then you see him play defense like he did against Denver, and I was just inspired. I was like, man, this guy—that's a lockdown defender that the reputation was talking about a little bit. So it's a little uh, startling to see him do that, but yeah, hopefully he's, he's just being awakened. He's playing better. But yeah, let's get into that Nuggets game. Wiggins had 40 back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Back-to-back 40-point games. That is incredible. And the Wolves take care of business. My favorite part uh, was, like, so I got... For some reason, I still have this app. I don't even use it that much for scores. It's the score, you know, the ES, oh, the Canada ESPN yeah, thing. Yeah. I have their app for their scores, uh, <laughs> which is confusing because it's called the score, but I use it for scores. Yep. And every once in a while, it'll give me an unfortunate, like... Uh, you know, notification on my screen oh, that's yeah. kind of spoil stuff. Yeah. But for the most part, it doesn't spoil scores. It just says stuff like, "I have I got the message." One of the worst ones this year was AC, Zach Levine torn his ACL. And uh, I saw it on my screen before I even updates. unlocked it. I was like, oh, I didn't even unlock my phone. I just put it down, face down on the table. And so this one, I get the notification. I'm, wa- I'm recording the game. Yeah. I'm gonna watch it later with Poem Shasta Poem, and uh, a little notification pops up. It says. Uh, like breaking, Andrew Wiggin ends Nikola Jokic with dunk. That, that's a verb use. Ends slang. him. I was just like, ooh, I can't wait to watch that later. That, yeah, that's a good kind of spoiler. And boy, did he! That was quite a dunk. I mean, Jokic is really good, but he's not like the most athletic guy. He didn't really can't get up there with the high flyers like Andrew Wiggins. And man, Wiggins' go-to move when he goes like you've seen probably the super cut. On Twitter, of like all these highlights, back to back to back. The dunks and his go-to move, yeah, all of the dunks. When he attacks big men and dunks on him, his go-to move is just cocking the ball so far back when he goes up. He brings it way back with the one hand, and then. That's what happens. Remember, remember early in the season when he was missing dunks. Do you remember that? You know, it was just his legs were too rested. You know, we've seen right. we've, yeah. missing dunks. It's weird. It seems unheard of. now. Missing like dunks that, like Russ was, was at the beginning so, of the All Star game. Feels so long ago when he was missing dunks. I was just thinking, doesn't it feel long ago when the third quarter was our problem? Remember, like yeah. the first like month and a half of the season, we we're just like, what's the third quarter? That's you why know? you can't get too worried about that stuff. This is a little stint. I mean, that's a you know, that was like a you know. Tw- 15-game situation, I guess, the beginning of the season. Yeah, but when that 50-game sample is 100% of your sample size, it's easy to overreact. Whereas yeah. if we just looked at the last 15-game sample, we'd think Wiggins, all-star, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt at all. Not with uh, those numbers. But yes, that uh, it was that was definitely a fun game, definitely a good way to go into the all-star break, getting the win um, in Denver, a little, uh, a little, uh, you know, a little road win, a little road. It was like six home games and then one road game. It's always good to win out. the back to back that's on the road in Denver. If anything, we're supposed to be winded and like, yeah. And their guys were Wiggins just was like, uh, he had the super Mario, uh, like star where he was just running over people all game. He was making all of his shots. My notes were pretty much just all praising him. I, I wrote one time that he, Andrew Wiggins is a hot knife cutting through butter tonight. Um, a fun, a couple of fun Boz notes I wanted to share, though. I think he's got a lot of similarities with Will Barton, just like the constant energy off the bench. True, true, true. Kind of similar players there. 
And I also made the observation, this for all my people who play NBA 2K, you know when, you know when you create a player in NBA 2K and you need to juice your assists so you don't get benched, you got to get a couple assists, so you only pass it to the guys that you know are going to shoot it right away. I feel like that's why people pass to Shabazz. They want to get that assist. They know, if I give this ball to Boz, he's going to get rid of it in the next three seconds. It's going, he's taking a shot within like the next three seconds. You know, he's going I, to just... I, I don't know when, but I think there's other people out there nodding their heads. They yeah. know. They know. They know. They know what's up. That's why I always just dump it into the center, because he's going to get that point-blank <laughs> shot. I'm not... I hate setting up a wide-open shooter for an assist. He just banks it out. It's like, ah. So, yes, uh, the Wolves got the win. That's cool. Anything else in the Denver game, Scott? Uh, Sting was there, and Jim Pete said, Soundtrack to my high school and college life. The police and Sting. (laughs) All right. I love that, man. There you go, Jim. Happy birthday. Um, Oh, yeah, we're going to say... This could be a fun rivalry going forward. I think we're done with them for this season. Yeah, yeah bunch but, of good games. The game we went to at Target Center was really good against Denver. You know, uh, Jokic and Towns, of course, great matchup. So, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Got a lot of fun young players. Jamal Murray, uh, Moutier. And, I love Murray. Uh, they got so many young, fun young players. I think this yeah. is just going to be a fun rivalry over the next several years. Because we always get them four times. They're in the division. Yeah, well, we get to see them a lot. Um, all right, let's talk about the trade deadline. Uh, today, as we record, it, um, it, uh, the trade deadline wrapped up a few hours ago. It's it's hard to say goodbye to Rubio, but I'm cautiously optimistic for this new Derrick Rose slash Reggie Jackson area. I couldn't believe we got them both in that three How, did, how did we get them both? I think they're both about the same player, but somehow Thibodeau just had to have them both. He was like, give, give me both. We'll figure out what to do with them. It was a very Johnny Flynn, Ricky Rubio situation. Yep. You know, hey, they can share the floor at the same time. But whatever. I'm sure, you know, it didn't work last time, but maybe this time. But what about this time? So you're telling um, me there's a chance. So this is, the, I think, the fifth or sixth consecutive year where Ricky Rubio was being shopped at the trade deadline. I yeah, think that, he's like, very shoppable. He's I, very shoppable. I think he's also a very easy name to put into any rumor you want. Yeah. Because he's always been like kind of like, is he the perfect fit there? No, he's never been the perfect fit for us. But he's he's still good, so good. We, we've gone into that before. Yeah, but, Rubio always gets his name in the rumors, I think, because A... He has a very polarizing game, right? So there's lots of different feelings about him. So it's like it can be very obvious if people like if people like him. Like there are teams that like him, there are teams that don't like him. Some like the GMs Bucks. may overrate him. Some GMs might underrate him. You that's know? right. So it's like it's hard to properly rate him. You know, even us. Yeah, we're always assessing him over time. It's, it's a challenge. It's impossible. And then also, I think especially with his um, newish extension, that that is sort of like it's it is in no way like a, an untradeable asset. Like as far as his contract goes so he has a friendly contract that lots of teams like maybe if we don't like him totally as a player but his deal is so friendly yeah. in the current cap situation so i think it's that's why like, you, it's you in see every rumor in he's oh he's going to the next no he's going to the kings no he's going to the pistons yeah. no he's going to the bucks yeah you know and so like and then especially every year's new coaching change i think so. part of it is i bet you ricky's agent has something to do with this sure. i think i think ricky's agent probably won't mind getting ricky to a bigger market and I don't think Ricky's like calling his agent and being like, get me out of here. I no. think Ricky's like, you handle the business, I'll handle the basketball. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of guys. That, yeah, a lot of agents yeah. like stuff. And I bet you Ricky's agent is in on it. And we know from all the Mark Stein stuff with this Derrick Rose, Ricky stuff, all Stein's sources are like New York Knicks officials and stuff. It was all New York Knicks guys because, I mean, it was just like, overwhelmingly the Knicks point of view of like, I feel like this was all just Phil Jackson trying to like, you know, create well, a story and push that story. But like, yeah. I don't think there was any, I don't know. Did you think there was any kind of well, uh, fire behind that smoke? Maybe. I mean, I think uh, the other problem with trading Ricky is that not many teams need a point guard and New York Knicks might be one of those teams. You know what I mean? Even though they have Derrick Rose under contract now, he's, ex- he's expiring. Um, who knows what they're going to do as far as point guard goes. But there's a, that's the other problem with Ricky trades. There's a very limited amount of teams who can use his services as a starting point guard. Well, we talked about this on earlier position. episodes. We, we predicted Ricky wouldn't get traded yeah. for that reason. There's no contending team that needs a midseason. Yeah. And all other teams are going to be like, if we're going to do this, let's do it in the offseason. And or, I agree. Or it's a he point might guard, get traded in the offseason. Or it's you know? a point guard heavy draft, allegedly. So let's get a guy there if we're going to be in the lottery. So right. And so, it's you know. Hard. Yeah. So I, I do think you know that the Rose thing was real to some degree, but it but just didn't seem. Like I, I know Tibbs wasn't dumb enough to be like, I need Derrick Rose so badly for the last 25 games of this season. Let's clear all this cap space so we can absorb his like $17 million a year contract just for like the final part of the stretch run and then try to re-sign him as a free agent when I could just sign him for a free agent. And I don't even know if Tibbs wants to do that. I don't like... I don't know how legitimate any of this was, but I'm yeah. leading to most of it just being smoke and mirrors and agents talk, you know, in which case I don't expect Thibodeau to go out and give Rose anywhere near the kind of money Rose would want, you know, no. maybe like 10 million a year, but he's not going to go like, he's not going to give Rose the kind of money Rose wants. He'll sign somewhere. It's like Lou Aldane. 
Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You'll yeah. uh, offer him a contract like Tibbs offered Luol Dane a contract, and then the Lakers offered Dane a way bigger contract. So, Mark Stein from ESPN tweeted after the trade deadline that at the, at the finish line, league sources say New York was prepared to trade Derrick Rose for Ricky Rubio straight up. But the Wolves balked. You also hear things like... That's saving face. That's what's called saving face. The Knicks wanted to add Bielitsa into the deal, you know, and the Wolves didn't want that. Maybe the other reports say the Wolves wanted the Knicks to add a first-round pick into this deal. That is something that I can maybe get behind. If you're going to move Ricky for Rose, you got to get something, a little sweetener back in the deal. But there wasn't a deal that Tom Thibodeau liked, and I like that about what happened today. Maybe there was interest, and it does scare me a little bit when... Tom Thibodeau's all his former players are linked back to him. Noah, uh, like you said, Luol Deng, uh, and now Derek Rose. People but want that link to be there more than that link is there. I think I, it's us finding confirmation bias because, like, it just seems like I don't know what it is with Derek Rose or that Bulls team, but everyone's still obsessed with that team and the yeah. connections to Thibodeau. Like the media writes about it nonstop, and like fans are obsessed with Rose to a certain extent too. You saw it with this trade rumor getting so much hype, yeah. even though it made no sense. Well, at they had all. so much success in Chicago. Derek Rose has one of the top ten selling jerseys in basketball. I mean, it was year. like our second favorite team while that was happening. I like, will I always get hold it. that team in a fond place yeah. in my heart. But like, <laughs> it's just weird. Like, it's it's now long enough to go that it's like it's weird that you guys are trying to draw all these links. Even though I'm I'm sure you know, like we said before, tips would be fine having the wall and Noah and Rose on the team, but not for the prices they're going to get. Yeah. So um, you know, they stood pat. I, I appreciate that. You know, there's no there's no you know, hey, we got to make a move to make a move situation here. They just. They just let it lie. First, just let it roll. Ten months now, Tibbs has been on the job. He's made zero trades. His Khan's first, te- first ten months on the job, ten trades. <laughs> One trade a month with David Kahn. That is courtesy of at Jace Frederick on yeah, Twitter. from Pioneer Press. And so, like, what a stat. Yeah, that's the opposite of Khan. Uh, a guy like that. There was also a little bit of buzz about Shabazz. Would he maybe get traded? Uh, the Washington Wizards were linked to him in uh, reports uh, the Wizards also linked to Lou Williams, um, and then he got traded to Houston. So maybe when that happened, people thought, oh, maybe maybe Boz isn't play here. But nothing there either. I think um, we saw with Noel, and there's a couple other players who fit this uh, distinction like Nurkic, guys who are be- going to become restricted free agents next year. And so teams are are hesitant to trade for that. So hard. You saw Noel. That, yeah. Basically, the Sixers traded Noel for two second round picks next year. Right. And and yeah, that's so hard. And so, so like they got like no value back on Noel. Yeah. I would argue they should have kept him and tried to trade him at a different time, but maybe whatever. They felt like they had to get rid of him. Uh clearly we don't feel that way with Shabazz. We're not trading him for two second round picks. So uh I think it just shows you like how limited the market is out there because I'd rather have Noel than I feel like Noel's a more useful player to trade for at least than uh Shabazz is. You know? Scott, quickly before we move on from trade deadline, uh, uh we, let's talk quick about the the Boogie Cousins deal. Uh, that's huge. That was obviously the biggest deal that happened. This trade deadline happened on Sunday night during the All-Star game. That's crazy. What does the Boogie Cousins deal mean for the Western Conference and, and for the NBA, uh, you know, as far as the standings go and stuff like that? Like, what did, you know, do you feel anything as far as the Wolves side about, about AD and, and Boogie teaming up? Uh, well, n- next week we're going to talk more about the implications of what it can mean yeah. for our record for the rest of the season and yeah. stuff like that. But my short take is that we were already talking about how the Kentucky big men seemed very happy with bullying <laughs> towns all around. Uh, we're going to have to, someone's going to have to modify, hey, Steve, uh, I know you're good with the gifts and the Photoshop, but someone is going to have to modify that uh, office space gift that uh, the, the guy's taking out the printer and like beating yeah. up with the bats. Only it'll be like Cousins and Davis just beating up on towns because those guys are going to just kill him. Uh, they're going to wreck the league. Oh, uh, yeah. And we'll see if the chemistry's there. I mean, Boogie could still walk in a year and a half, but uh, for the short term, oh my God, that is going to be bruising. We're like, we were saying already we we're so like Gorgie and Towns with our front court we're, we're already so thin and we can get bullied easily. Oh, man, we're gonna be unless we sign someone who's bru- a bruiser this offseason, you know, more so, than Cole Aldrich. It's a nice zag move for the for the you know New Orleans Pelicans here while the league is zigging into pace and space and tons of threes and going small ball. Nah, they're going big. <laughs> they're going I can't wait to see because they're both like futuristic bigs you know they're yeah. modern nba bigs like yeah, they're both like bigs. towns in the sense that they can uh, they have an offensive game that goes out to the perimeter mm-hmm. they can they can drive they can pass, pass they can run the offense through them and to certain different levels on defense they can guard like i think davis is like towns where he can guard any of the positions oh yeah know? oh yeah uh, going to yeah. be scary. So that's the trade deadline. Let's get to... Um, Wait, what's going to be even scarier is when the Canes just tear the league apart with Buddy Heald. Throwing yeah. lightning bolts like Zeus. 
Well, we'll see about that. Uh, KG and Kevin McHale sat down together for a nice little friendly interview, courtesy of NBA TV over the uh, All Star Weekend break. I can listen uh, to KG talk forever. I mean, hey, he's on. T- that's why he has a contract with Turner right now. I, I mean, want him KG's to narrate audio books. Area Twenty One. I, I can <laughs> just listen to that guy talk. He gives such good, genuine answers. It reminds me of my he other favorite person, Bill Walton. Which makes me think I would watch any kind of a series that stars Bill Walton and KG as like buddy cops or you know counterparts in any sort. Maybe KG will be able to get a, get on the call of a game eventually. That's something we haven't seen. You know, he gets the commentary, gets the post game, the studio stuff, the interviews. Yes, the cuss button right there <laughs> on the desk. on the desk. He hits it. He censors himself. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they had a nice uh, hour long uh, program right there, about forty minutes of interview, and uh, you know, just like you would expect, these guys go way back. They're very friendly together. I like how KG calls Mikhail Mac. Mac. Hey Mac, you know Big Mac. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, and some good information here. Some stuff. What, what's something that you didn't know about? Like, what's some new information from this interview? Because there was multiple moments where I was like, I've never heard that story. I've never really heard about. Uh, I mean, I kind of knew his background. Moved from South Carolina to Chicago. Got drafted. I knew that stuff, but I didn't know about like the personal stuff with his mom and how he had to take care of his sister yeah. and and those aspects. And uh, that was very like, oh wow, you know he. Uh, Mikhail said he went back to Flipper and he and said, you know, we don't have to worry about him because of all the responsibilities already, you know, has in his life. Like, we don't have to worry about drafting a high school kid. He's not going to be immature. He's taking care of his sister. He's responsible for that. You know, he's a man already. Yeah. It's something I have never heard about was his stories about why he decided to forego going to Michigan. This is the best. I you mean, know? whoever Michigan's athletic director is had to hear this. Like, no! Cringe. We could have had the Fab Five continue forever. Yeah, so KG grew up being a fan of the Fab Five, the baggy shorts. Did he go to C-Web. Michigan or Notre Dame, he was thinking about. Yeah, or was it, no, it was that North Carolina? North Carolina, that's yeah. right. <laughs> and, uh, Screw Notre Dame. Yeah, so I, I just didn't know about that. You know, uh, you know, he was just talking about uh, you know his visits there, and you'll have to watch an interview and stuff. But you know, he, he was talking about how he, he almost went there, and there were a few things that happened um, during that time that, that really kind of swayed him away from that. So I thought that was interesting because... I, I guess I never heard KG describing in 1995 why he decided to forego. Well, it was a huge deal at that time. It's not like it it was you know during LeBron's era when he came out in high school. Lots of guys came out from high school to the pros, but not then. And KG was a much sought after prospect as well at yes. the time. And uh, he decided not to go to Michigan because of their strict gym court usage time. He wanted uh, to go shoot hoops in the gym. And he's like, man, we can't go shoot hoops. We'd have to go to this guy and get the key. And we're not allowed in the gym. Yeah, the guy he was hours. with didn't have the key. And he was like, what? I can't go shoot whenever I want. And he's like, I got to go to the NBA. I love that. Like, if you just had open gyms, you know, if you had a more liberal gym use policy in Michigan, you would have had Kevin Garnett, the big ticket, as an alum. Right. You know how much money he would donate? He's made $300 million in the NBA. What, Scott, what did you think of sort of at the end when he was, KG was speaking about his, you know, possibilities of being an owner with the team, uh, with the Wolves, and wanting to, you know, this interview is a tragic. Plan, flips plan. This interview is a tragic interview because it's so sad how it ends. And it pains me to talk about it, Neil. Um, he basically just says he wanted to stay with the team, he wanted to keep teaching Cat and Wiggins. He thinks that's important, but that. Uh, obviously, we knew he wasn't going to agree with how they did Smitch. We talked about it on the podcast last year how they fired Smitch. Yeah, he we mentioned said they that. Did him dirty. He mentioned that the but day of the game. I think like he still would have come back this year, but Thibodeau and Taylor made it clear they don't want him here, and I regret that. You know, like I, I, I know it's Thibodeau's show, and we got to trust his vision because it's not going to work unless we let him yeah. execute his vision. And I'd rather have Tibbs than not have Tibbs and have KG for an extra year. But, man, it feels like we could have used his tutelage, you know? You just listen to him talk, and you're like, how could he not be a teacher to these young guys, you yeah. know? Especially I'm, on a year where it seems like the main thing we're lacking is kind of a solid veteran presence. Yeah, that, that know-how. Yeah, I, I guess I'm just thankful that they got the full year underneath him last season. Because you see him now, he's a you know player development uh, coach. Just just spot dates with with the Clippers and with the Bucks. But he said that you can't do it in segments. You have to do that's it over right. the course. And of we a got season. the whole season. Well, Cat I wanted Wiggs. another season. Well, okay, okay, well, that's fine. I, I get it. I agree. But at least you know we got one full season last year where he was actually wearing the uniform and actually there for you know nine months behind the scenes, rather than like the Bucks and the Clippers now. Who yeah, they get him in there on some practices, but he's not traveling with them. He's not there all the time. So 
So, yeah, it would have been great to have KG as a part owner and player development, whatever. But I'm not happy that we got one year with them. That's cool. It could have been more. Should have been more. But then we had but to have, like, to the salty exit again. All, like All this goes back to Flip's death. Like, it's not like, yeah, the, I guess, the like. The franchise changed forever on that Taylor and, and Thibodeau maybe could have brought Garnett back this season if they would have wanted him. That's true. But all of this, the catalyst for all this is a weird, untimely death of Flip Saunders. And, and so it's kind That's of hard. True. It's hard to sort but of... But the franchise is now parted ways with Kevin Garnett twice, and both times they hurt Kevin Garnett's feelings. <laughs> like, everyone wants to boo at the Knicks for, like, throwing Oakley and treating their vets bad. This is the second time we've kicked Kevin Garnett out of the house and just treated him dirty on at the least, way out. At least we do it quietly behind the scenes rather than in the arena while everyone's shooting him with their phones. <laughs> There's nothing that tops that. That's the New York uh, drama element. That's the salt bay like spicing uh, that shit up but uh no it's like we've done kg dirty twice i wouldn't blame him if he didn't want to be associated with this franchise going forward and that's sad to me we uh, should treat our vets good i thought uh also a smaller funny thing about this interview was kg's doc rivers impression oh it's great uh he nailed it i wish i had the audio maybe we'll get it for another week but he there were so many things we could have audio dropped yeah. i sent you like three or four different yeah. timestamps. Yeah. So like we, grab this we might this. have one for later uh when he does the slim tyloo eating the slim jim impression and chauncey pointing at him yeah that's sad too he's like i want to win in soda i gotta get one for soda chauncey's like you want to win they were right they were right they were right um anything else guy you want to touch on before we move on uh two other quotes i really liked from kg on this is uh he said, the biggest problem in our game is the ball. Mm. Everybody wants it. I was talking so about how he shares yeah. the ball and stuff mm. like that. Passing. And then the other one is not in the dock. Mm. I'm going to mm. open it up in Slack. You talk about what you like, Neil. Uh, yeah, that was good. I like the, I never, another thing I never heard was the Michael Jordan, Isaiah Thomas story. Oh yeah. About how in 1994, the year before KG was drafted, uh, MJ was playing, uh, some pickup, um, in Chicago and KG was in the game and Isaiah Thomas, the first Isaiah Thomas, uh, took him aside and gave him some, some root, some gems. Some some wisdom, dropped oh, yeah. some gems on him, and he didn't say what those things were, but he said that he, Isaiah Thomas Isaiah responsible him, for the secret. Just told him, don't yeah, maybe a little secret the action, secret. maybe a little maybe don't secret. go to college, or just maybe go. he was like, don't pass to Jordan. I hate that guy, <laughs> you know. Jordan rules. Um, this was the line I wanted. I'm going to try to say it as much like KG as I can. Okay, it's just like a great like KG stream of consciousness. I would listen to him ramble for hours. He goes, I can play basketball till I'm blue in the face. Just keep on hooping. Just take a nap, wake back up, do it again. That's right. That's KG for you, right there, and then right there for you. Um, okay, All Star Weekend. Uh, I can't wait. You know how late he was to Instagram. I can't wait for like another five years when he discovers podcasting, and then we get the big ticket podcast. Oh, I would love that. It's gonna be so good. Uh, All Star Weekend just happened. Carl Anthony Towns was in the Rising Stars game. Um, I'm not sure how many points he had, but it was probably like a million, and he probably had like half a million rebounds. There's just stats for everybody in that game. At, at least, at least a dozen full court passes that turned into turnovers. <laughs> that was what everyone was trying to throw outlet passes in this game, and everyone was just turning it over that way. There were so many like kind full of court outlets. Game, yeah. yeah. Well, it always is. It's always sloppy. Yeah. Um, a couple fun things to take away from it. They had to always treat these rising stars like rookies, or like children. So they had the mascots give them high fives when oh, they were calling yeah. the starting oh, lineups. Yeah. Very funny. I love Cat on the bench. He's going crazy, cheering. Like, he's like Ricky during a normal game. Like, he's got so much energy. He's all on his feet, screaming for other guys on his team, making big plays. One of my favorite moments was, there's a lot of good mic'd up stuff. These guys are always just joking with each other. You know, they're all chums in the league these days. Oh, I didn't see this. I saw this moment where Jokic was mic'd up, and he kept jokingly telling Miles Turner that he's supposed to stay in the corner instead of, like, be over in the lane near him. He's like, no, you're supposed to stand over. He's just joking with him. And that's the kind of thing I would do at pickup basketball. I'm the kind of joker who's like, why don't you stand over there and let me have this, you know? That kind of stuff. <laughs> so that was fun to see. Um, I like Towns in the navy blue jerseys. Pretty bland jerseys. Not one that I'm going to run out and buy. You can't buy them. Well, good, because they're bland anyways. <laughs> but uh, I wish you could buy them. If, you uh, this was a preview of the dark na- uh, darker navy uh, that we're obviously we're going to have in the future. I, I, so Towns looks good in the navy, you know? Absolutely. In the navy. Not like that, but in navy blue. Scott, you have a note about Canada making the 2020 Olympics. They have so many uh, NBA players, probably second most to the USA. Yeah, after... You so, think Wiggins will Jamal actually Murray, play? You obviously. think Wiggins will play? 
No. You think Wiggins will play? No. <laughs> Maybe. So Dep- you, depends on how healthy your roster here is. Like, if they were if they, all if they were to play. play, here's the 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 lineup I got because Jamal Murray went off in Rising Stars. Played for the called, world team. I called the Rising Stars game the uh, Chris Dunn regret game because Heald and Murray just went off in that game. I love Murray. Heald played so well that the Kings traded Demarcus Cousins for him. Mm. And so it's being impressed with Jamal Murray and then discovering his Canadian. Here's the starting lineup: point guard Cor- Corey Joseph, guard for the Toronto Raptors, shooting guard Jamal Murray. Just tore it up in the Rising Stars game. Small forward, your very own, Andrew Wiggins. Power forward, we got Kelly Olynyk breaking Kevin Love's arm. And then center, we got Tristan Thompson, NBA champion. It's a great lineup. Bench, we got Trey Lyles, Dwight Powell, Nick Stauskas, Andrew Nicholson, Tyler Ennis. So many NBA players on that team. They uh, missed the qualifying round uh, for the Rio Olympics this year. They should have qualified when Wiggins was playing um, the summer before, but failed to do so. because Anthony Bennett was on the team. And then Wiggins sat out, and they couldn't make the Olympics. So maybe in 2020. Where are the Olympics in 2020? Um, Japan? Probably. Um, <laughs> Something like that. China? No, China just... Maybe it's China again. Um, somebody will know. All right. It's always a bad thing when the Olympics come to your town. Do you see how it destroyed Brazil? Their infrastructure is destroyed. <laughs> That's, That's how it goes. Yeah, you, uh, one last thing. I really enjoyed watching Towns play with Frank the Tank, Frank Kaminsky. Oh, they you had want to get them on the they Wolves? They had a lot of great chemistry to together. I have always said they're rivals because they, you know, Frank obviously Frank beat Cat's Kentucky team in the playoffs, and they've always had a good rivalry on court in the NBA. But they played so well together. They just, just the way they were passing and shooting, it was like, wow, these two have good chemistry. I could see this being successful. So if at any, any time in the future Frank is discounted on the trade market, go get him. Do you think Tom Thibodeau was watching? Uh, yeah, I, he was watching Maybe basketball like twenty four seven. He saw it. He saw it then. Yeah, I hope so. That'd be a good guy to go get. All right, time to get to our sponsor. This is Tom Thibodeau, president of basketball operations for your Minnesota Timberwolves. If you've been to a game recently, you've probably heard my voice. Foul! Foul! Scissor! Scissor! Six guys! Six guys! Jesus Christ! People know that I hate losing, and that includes losing my voice. When I need to get back, get back to health, I can't deny, deny that nothing works better than noisy boy maximum strength throat lozenges and cough drops. When you need your throat to feel like ice, ice, you need to stop being soft and go in on noisy boy. How long? How long? Do you want to wait for relief from inflammation? Go in, go in to your nearest store and get it, get it. Run, don't walk, and deny your sore throat today. Thank you to Noisy Boy Maximum Strength Throat Lozenges and Cough Drops for their support of Wolf's Cast. I always wondered how Tibbs kept his voice after yelling himself hoarse every night. Now I know, Noisy Boy. And up next. Time for fan fiction. <gasps> what if KG ran an ice cream shop? It's fan fiction, frickin' fan fiction. What does Wiggins get when he hits the co-op? It's fan fiction, frickin' fan fiction. What if Rubio got lost in the zoo? It's fan fiction, frickin' fan fiction. What if Glenn Taylor got a sick tattoo? It's fan fiction, frickin' fan fiction. You know Glenn Taylor has a tattoo. What? Is that Illuminati stuff? Oh. It's, that, it's like the Skull and Bones, whatever the secret society was at whatever preppy college he went to. <laughs> Mankato. Man University stuff. of Mankato. That's right. <laughs> University of Minnesota, Mankato. Skull and crossbones uh, of Mankato. All right, fan fiction. We are telling some stories about the I was doing the a sick remix of this song earlier in my head. I was writing my fan fiction. I was thinking ahead to this song, and I just started freestyling. I'll tell you about it, but uh, I can't really sing, so this music I hear in my head just dies in my head. I can't express it musically. All right, I'll start us out today. Um, what was the theme? Th- today's uh, theme uh, for fan fiction is Carl Anthony Towns hits the Big Easy. That's right, the Big Easy is New Orleans, if you don't know. You should put it like a brass band soundtrack underneath Okay, we'll see, we'll see. Um, I'm going to start us out, and then, Scott, you can read your story. Here we go. Carl yeah. Anthony Towns rolled out of bed at 10 a.m. sharp. It was Saturday morning. Last night, Carl Anthony Towns had a long night. After participating in the Rising Stars Challenge for the USA team, most of the guys who had played in the game hit the town for a night of celebration. The drinks were flowing, and so were the laughs. Towns fondly remembered the evening prior as he sat on the edge of his hotel bed. He had enjoyed himself thoroughly. Something was bothering him, though. 
Sure, his friends had attended multiple parties all over the city, but he had a nagging feeling of regret as he started his Saturday morning in New Orleans. Carl had never properly explored Mardi Gras capital and decided he would do something about that today. He took to the streets on foot. Sure, being seven feet tall might cause him some unwanted attention, but he went for it anyway. Thankfully, the city was just beginning to wake up and not many people were out and about. He enjoyed some beignets and Dewey sausage and might even have partaken in a cocktail to go. Suddenly, he heard some music. Not just any music, authentic New Orleans brass music. In fact, it was a marching band, a parade even. Carl had heard that such parades were a common occurrence in town and followed his ear to find the band. When he arrived, there was a problem. One of the members, the bass drum player, had collapsed and was receiving medical attention from a paramedic. The teacher pet in town's leapt into action. He approached the downed musician and asked what he could do to help. The man seemed fine, but was upset about letting his bandmates down. Hey, young fella, take my place in the band. Finish this parade for me. My bass drum is huge, but you can handle it. Plus, it looks like you've got some rhythm to you. What do you say? Can you help me? Towns replied with a well-oiled cliche he had perfected in his year and a half in the NBA. I just want to help out my teammates in any way I can. And in this situation, you and your band are my teammates. I'll do it. Cap picked up the bass drum and mallets and marched along with the band. Like most things in Carl's life, he was really good at it. Somehow he knew all the music and amazingly could do the dance moves that the band did in between the songs. It was incredible. As the band passed the Smoothie King Center, home of the 2017 All-Star Game festivities, Carl considered passing the drum off to someone else and heading into the arena to rejoin his NBA family, but ultimately decided against it. This is my life now, he thought to himself, and he reached into his pocket, pulled out some festive beads, and tossed them at a lady who didn't have a shirt on. The end. Great story, Neil. Thank you. I, I wanted to do this uh, like we should get like an applause or a yay kind of thing. Yeah, that was very good. I <laughs> that's like what the, you're here for. <laughs> yeah, that's true. we're here for each I other, mean, for yeah, each other to support. Like support. Yeah. No, this is you and me. Noise. Uh, this is you and me. I loved it. I loved. Of course, Carl Anthony Towns would naturally know how to play the music. He's good at everything. He's good at it all. all right, Sad Scott. to lose him though. <laughs> Sad to lose him to the to the life of a street we, band. We were worried about losing Ricky to the trade deadline. We <laughs> lost Carl Anthony Towns to a marching band. All right, Scott, you also have a story for us, some fan fiction about uh, Carl Anthony Towns uh, in the Big Easy. Go ahead, take it away. The birds started singing before the morning light. The sky was a dark, muted blue, and Carl Anthony Towns was gassed. Sleep-deprived and soaking wet, an exhausted cat slumped into his chair. He had finally found Jesus. Fade to black! Title, six hours earlier! Carl Anthony Towns unfastened the top button of his shirt. Damn, it's balmy in February in the Big Easy, Cat thought, and he weighed whether the comfort of taking off his fly jacket was worth messing up the fit. It wasn't. The air felt stifling as he stepped out of the smoothie cane arena and into the New Orleans night. He had just finished playing in the Rising Stars game and was scheduled to fly out of town in the morning. There was only one thing he wanted to do first. His wildcat buddy, A.D., had culinarily clued Cat in on the hottest treat in town, but Carl Anthony forgot where he was supposed to go. Suddenly, Cat heard horn music wafting through the air. The sound grew until Towns was surrounded by a second line marching through the streets. Stopping a tuba player, Towns asked him, Hey, brother, I'm looking for the Rosca de Reyes? Can you point me in the right direction? Without missing a note, the tuba player nodded and motioned for Towns to follow along. The night became a blur as the second line joined larger and rowdier crowds as its procession continued. Having found a drum to play, Cat lost himself in the music for hours. But somewhere past Bourbon Street, he caught himself lecturing a passerby that all bourbon is made in Kentucky and that he played for Kentucky. And, wait, where was he supposed to be? How did he lose his way? He tapped this tuba-playing acquaintance on the shoulder, but when the tuba-doer turned around. Cat was shocked to see the murderous visage of the king cake baby. Cat screamed and ran, but down every street and alley there was the baby, always right behind him. When he saw an open sewer cover, he knew it might be his only chance to escape. Laying in the slime, watching spent solo cups and every shade of party bead wash past him, Cat couldn't help but smile. (laughs) Some vacation. After what felt like an hour, but was actually several hours, Towns worked up his courage and peeked outside the sewer. 
The coast looked clear. It was almost dawn. Rising from the manhole like a phoenix from its ashes, Towns knew he had precious few hours to spare before his flight. But what? What was that heavenly smell? Towns closed his eyes and floated after the delicious vapors like a cartoon. When he opened his eyes, he was sitting in a small bakery with a rain-shaped cake in front of him. He tore through it like somebody trying to defend him in the paint. Feeling fulfilled, he tossed the last bite in the air and caught in his mouth. Swish, he thought. Put his teeth could feel a hard plastic figure in his mouth. He pulled it out and realized it was a little baby Jesus. How about that? The end. The end. What do you get if you get the baby and the cake? Uh, I think traditionally it means you have to throw the party next year. Oh, okay. so it's not really okay, a good okay. thing, I guess. You get it's the uh, Rosca de Reyes is the uh, uh, Reign of Kings is the name of that cake. Oh. And traditionally you put in either a small baby Jesus figure or something representing it. The cake, and if you get that slice, you got to throw the party next year. The cake has a little baby in it, and the New Orleans Pelicans had like the crazy king cake baby mascot. Yeah, what? <laughs> It's supposed to rep- it's You've like a, it's like a it messed up yeah it's a messed up like ceramic doll version of what you would find in your cake. It's downright terrifying right there you guys. If you don't know, check that out. Actually don't, just save yourselves. Yeah, save, save yourselves. Save you know? your nightmares tonight you guys. <laughs> could be it's like it's like the rain. Truly <laughs> terrifying if you see it. All right, that's fan fiction. I hope I uh, hope you enjoyed uh, what we came up with for what Carl Anthony Towns got into. And I hope that you have enough time tonight to edit up all of our mistakes. <laughs> I got all the time in the world. You could leave my earlier mistake with the sponsor ad if you just go and edit that one. We'll get it all. We'll get it all. All right, uh, time for some weekly wolfies. Presenting your weekly wolfies. We have awards to give out to some of the best things we saw or didn't like uh, or something. And the Timberwolves. It's always something. It's, it's always it's never something. nothing. It's always something in Timberwolves universe this week. Scott, why don't you get us started off? Who gets your weekly wolfie? All right. Uh, my weekly wolfie is going out to Elias Stein, who I bought a really cool Timberwolves print. I'm always down. To buy cool art, especially when it's Minnesota or especially Timberwolves NBA, related. Yeah. So I got a nice little print I'm going to hang up in my office Elias once I get a frame. Elias Stein. Elias uh, Stein. You could Google that, as people of our generation do. Or go to EliasStein.com. Yeah, E-L-I-A-S links will be in the show Stein. notes oh, yeah. of this podcast, which you can find um, on our website at WolvesCast.com. It's, or- like it's like a blue uh, It's a blue background, and then there's lots of icons that represent Minnesota. It's a beautiful print. It's a, it's a team-based uh, print that has some stuff to do with the city. You got first half, Fauché on it. Oh, yeah. Target Center. The Target Center. <laughs> like you were saying, it's not often we see a graphic rendering of the Target Center. Target Center, like this, yeah. So. Old building. It doesn't look like much, but yeah, you did but it. You, you see did it. You know it. it. So, uh, yeah, check out the show notes and uh, find the link and, you know, go wild. He's got a lot of cool illustrations on there. Yeah, some of the, you probably recognize Elias Stein's uh, work uh, from some ESPN or 538 um, illustrations, kind of some vector art um, style stuff, but definitely go check out Elias. Hey, they're making Timberwolves prints. We're in. Yep, that's all. Uh, really, <laughs> we're in, we're in on that. You know, bend my arm. You know? <laughs> yeah, we're we're definitely gonna we're definitely gonna purchase that. Scott already did. Go check it out. Um, my weekly Wolfie goes to Andrew Wiggins All Star Weekend in Toronto. I think he was in Toronto. Scott, do you follow Andrew Wiggins on the social media platform called Snapchat? Um. Yes, I am really bad at keeping up on Snapchat, though. So I only checked it like his first day. I didn't really watch the weekend. He uh, did more stuff. Over Andrew the Wiggins to me is pretty reserved. Typically, he's got some snaps of his dog. He's got some, you know, maybe some selfies, maybe some simple stuff. It's a cute dog. But I think he went home for All Star Weekend to Toronto, and him and his homies had some had a good time. Uh, I think it was Friday night. Uh, definitely some party footage. But then he had. So many snaps of him and his buddies wrestling each other. All dudes. <laughs> like 11 or 12 dudes in like a hotel room <laughs> wrestling. These guys are, it was, it was post-bar. You could tell they're drunk. Very, very interesting too. Wiggins slurring his speech in the, in the, in the snaps. He looked like he was having a good time. He wasn't the one wrestling. He was the one behind the camera shooting it. But these guys were just getting up, getting up to some wrestling, getting up to some roughhousing. 
uh, in Toronto. I believe they're in Toronto, but it kind of showed a different side of Wiggins right there. That's fine. Uh, some some uh, you know some different kind of post bar post club stuff right there. And I, I get to wrestling with my Xana dudes sometimes <laughs> after a late night of drinking. So uh, I'm, I'm definitely down with that kind of form of male bonding. You know what it's all about. So yeah, follow Wiggins and uh, maybe you can see him. It's yeah, he's just he's not very discriminate about what he puts on his Snapchat. No. He must not know driving. that people can he see was that. Driving. Yeah, we had a PSA. One of our sponsors earlier this season was a PSA about Wiggins like driving all the time and Ugh. snapping while he's driving. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> I mean, nothing explicit in here, but he was definitely a little bit on edge. He was definitely slurring, definitely calling out some of his friends. That's and fine. they were wrestling each other. It's pretty 22, intense. he's been able to drink for a year. <laughs> yeah. And when you're 22, you can drink, but you can't handle your liquor. That's the truth. All right, that's Weekly Wolfies. Uh, time to play a game, Scott. Ooh. Ooh, ooh. This music will stay with you the rest of the night. That's right. This is the end of the show, and this music gets stuck in my head as I edit it always. All right. It is uh, time to play a game. Tonight, I have the game that I prepared for Scott. A little quiz right here, and it is all about uh, Timberwolves history at the trade deadline. Ooh, I the like Wolves it. have not made a ton of moves. How the, topical. Yes, how topical. Wolves have not made many moves at the trade deadline over the years, but they have made some. Some of these might surprise you. We're going to go in chronological order. I have four questions for you. We're going to start with the earliest one and go to the most recent trade deadline deal uh, made by the Wolves. Scott, are you ready? Let's get it in. All right. Uh, in this 1999 three-team deal with the Nets and the Bucks, the Wolves traded Stefan Marbury for a first-round pick and Brian Evans for their new starting point guard. Who was this player? Who did the Wolves trade, Scott, for for Steph Marbury? I have a hint for each of these questions, if you wish. So, what year was this again? 1999. The Wolves moved on from Marbury, and they got their new starting point guard who would be with them until the Cassell years. Um, give me that hint. The hint is, if Sam Cassell's nickname is 2S's 2L's, this player's nickname is 2R's 2L's. Um, that would be um, 2R's 2L's? Uh, Terrell. Terrell Brandon. That's, That's right. right. Terrell Brandon. Terrell Brandon. Yep. Nice. He played for the Bucks, and uh, they traded for him at the trade deadline. So Marbury went to the Nets. Man, Marbury's probably the last like Boogie Cousins comparison of just a head case. <laughs> just like a talented yeah. head case. I hope Bo- Boogie finds peace in China someday. <laughs> you know? Someday. <laughs> All right, question number two. I guess Boogie doesn't have his logo tattooed on the side of his head yet. We're moving on. Uh, David Kahn decided he wanted Darko Milicic's game was... It was like manna from heaven. Anyway, he wanted that manna from heaven in 2010 and struck a deal to acquire him from the New York Knicks. Which player from Purdue did Kahn have to part with to get him? Who did David Kahn trade one player for... Darko Milicic. He played college at Purdue, and I also have another hint for you if you need it. I need that hint. His nickname is the Custodian. Oh, Cardinal. Brian Cardinal. Cardinal's the most Purdue-looking guy ever. Man, <laughs> I bet he just slayed. I bet he killed it with all the ladies at Purdue. Boilermakers, man. Let me tell you. That's right. They got this Good big job, old Scott. dumb drum. They got this dumb drum. Oh, it's huge. They wheel it out before every football game. It's so dumb. Oh, my God. I hate it. All right, question number three coming at you right here. The Timberwolves were bit players in the 2011 Carmelo Anthony deal. Oh, yes. One of the largest trades in NBA history. I know. The Wolves moved Corey Brewer and Costa Kufus and in return acquired Eddie Curry and this LSU leaper. Who is it? Anthony Randolph, everybody. Oh, man. I didn't have a hint for that one. What a guy, man. What a, what a fun one. You know, he always just looked like he was really tired. He's a sleepy looking guy. All right, last one here. Wolves trade deadline deals. In 2015, the Wolves struck a deal with Brooklyn to bring KG back to the franchise. Who did the Nets get in return? Um, I just want to say I'm surprised we didn't make a bigger deal on the last one about uh, the Eddie Curry part of that. That's crazy. <laughs> they waved him right away. I, I would have been able to get it right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this one, we uh, traded him Thad Young. Thad Young. Neil, Thaddeus. can you tell me what did we trade to get Thad Young? Uh, we, tr- I believe we traded, uh, well, I was going to say the Atlanta, uh, was it in the Atlanta deal to yep. get Adrian Payne? Um, no, that's uh, not correct. Uh, uh we trade when we made the, <laughs> yeah. So we traded Kevin Love for Andrew Wiggins, Anthony Bennett, and uh, the Miami Heat's first round pick for that year. 
And we took that Miami Heat first-round pick and said, we don't want a first-round pick. Let's take a half-season of Thad Young and 20 games of KG. And I'm more like three games of KG because he's mad injured, you know, every game back. But that's okay. Going to that first game back with KG was one of the best basketball experiences of my life. So fun. It was so much fun. That's like the only time I've experienced a playoff atmosphere, just like in the Target Center. Like, it was sold out, legit sold out. And people gave him a standing ovation for minutes. That was crazy. That was That was so much fun. Okay, y'all, I got one quiz question for you. Oh. Do you know how to spell Thibodeau's last name off the top of your head? T H I B O D E A U. Yes, you got it right. <laughs> ding ding ding. Ding ding. Ding ding. I didn't know how to sp- I realized today I, I've learned I, I was over like, time. man, I, I should didn't just... know, but now I learn I have learned over time. I had to type in enough times today. Um, <laughs> so we've reached that point in the night. Uh, yep. Neil, mm-hmm. I, I hear the starters music wrapping up the da 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 That's right. Yeah, we're at the end of the show. We did, a, we, did a, we did a show where there was no games to talk about. We used somehow. almost like no sound drops. So what? Uh, you can't, I'm we did lots. Real. I'm not like anybody else. You're here, Ricky. You're here to say. Plenty of drops. What are you talking about? I just want to hear. There I just want to hear drops, drops. in here. Hey, Shabazz Muhammad continues to stay thirsty. He's thirsty. He is that. Why didn't I drop that in when I was talking about how he's the NBA 2K guy that you give the passes to? He's he is thirsty. That. He, he is, is that. that. He is that. Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, end of the show. We will be back next week with another show because there's basketball games happening. Yeah, soon. back to basketball. We'll be going to the Mavs game on Friday. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh huh. So if you're there and you've heard this in time, give us a shout. That's tomorrow. Wow. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. Um, and hopefully we'll beat them. And there's only nine home games left. So you got to go to them, you know. Oh, do you think Nerlens Noel will play in the game? <laughs> I was thinking about that. I'm going to say no. No, <laughs> I'm going to say no. But anything is possible. Anything is possible. Um, thank you guys for listening to the show, Scott. Any, any last words before we uh, before we uh, move on tonight? Uh, come to trivia. Come to trivia at Darby's, everybody. <laughs> Six p.m. on Tuesdays. Draw a basketball next to your team name. I get an extra point. I'm going to change that to a new shape here pretty soon. Okay. I, I think some Maybe people like are just. Maybe I'm like just going to backboard. Uh, like you have to draw Ricky. Okay. Everybody Cartoon. draws Ricky. Yeah. yeah. Ricky Cartoonio. Go to Trivia on Tuesday. Listen to our podcast every week. Tell your friends about the show. That'd be wonderful. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter at WolvesCast and on Instagram at WolvesCastPod. It'll be a good time. Thanks for telling your friends about us. Yeah. We do a really bad job of advertising ourselves. Yeah. We're just we're bad. here for a podcast. We're bad. Uh, we could do better. <laughs> and uh, so really we're relying on you. It's all, it's all on you. You're powerful. <laughs> Together we're strong. Um, we gotta call our, we gotta call our fans an army or something. That's right. Know? That's right. You guys, you guys do it all for us. So thank you. And yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye. I'll never forget that workout. Yeah, I, me either. Because you know, I went in the workout. I watched film of you. I thought you were six 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 seven with the way you moved and played. And they were saying he's six ten. I'm like, first I walk in, you're taller than I am. I first thing I, you did, you was like, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, standing straight up. I was like, I'm standing straight up. He's like. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, de- how tall are you? I was like, I'm like 6'11". No, no, no. Yeah. You're taller than that, yeah. Well, that's when I first, I'll never forget it, because I, I was with our friend Flip, you know, so I look at Flip, I go, this dude's like taller than I am. And the way you moved and the way you played on film, it looked totally different. Mm. And from that day on, you know, because, you know, Flipper, he loved to talk. I said, Flip, don't tell anybody we like him. I said, just just be quiet. I going said, into it, I was like, hey, tell everybody we're going to take him. They Maybe they'll, pass, they'll take him or whatever. Yeah, exactly. But, boy, I knew coming out of that workout that we wanted you know, to, to, to get you.